It's the Craig Rugby Podcast. It's round one of the Champions Cup. It's wet and windy. It was beautiful about five seconds ago <laughs> as Bordeaux ran off and everybody clapped them off and they looked a bit, oh, it's not so bad. And now it's absolutely howling. Danny, what do you reckon for tonight? Because Bordeaux have come pretty well fully loaded. Yeah, and they've, they've warmed up with a with a lot of lot of vigour. They, they were really going through the paces. So uh, just, just before we get blasted out of it by the crowd. Okay, just pause there while they were cheering, but just Gavin Hornbury was running off there. Obviously, he was uh, warming up with the lads. Great to see him back. It's great to see him back. It's great to see Bolton there. Uh, Young Divine is there as well. So we're hopefully we might see a bit of these guys coming into it again. Um, well, anyway, back to this game. Connacht are three-point favourites, which I was quite surprised by because you know this is a pretty decent Bordeaux side. But we we shouldn't be surprised. Why, you know, Connacht, as Mike Hansen said. People should be expecting us to do well. Yeah, of course. We're at home. We've got a we've got a decent enough record this season at home. And like, you know, this is a typical classic Connacht night. It's it's nearly perfect that it's it's for Europe. It's going to be on the TV, and people are going to see this swirling, horrible, wet place. And you know, uh, like this is our home. This is what everyone thinks the sports ground is like. Yeah. And we play some good rugby when it's like this. Okay, halftime score, Connacht 5, Bordeaux 12. We're being given a bit of a lesson by a top three, top four French side who are here with full intent and Connacht are struggling. Yes and no. Um, you're saying they're struggling, but they're only seven points ahead. Um, they're also giving away a lot of penalties. That's, that has to change. It's like, you know, that's got to cost them at some point. We're making a lot of errors. We let them off the hook with a, a kick dead. Um, pillar defence is, is is getting is a bit weak as well, but I think in the second half that that they're they're fixable things. You know, we know what they're going to be like now in the second half. If they keep doing it, yes, I'll agree that we're being given a bit of a lesson. But this is what happens in Europe. You're, you're playing teams that you don't normally play week in week out, yeah. and they're playing like a completely different side to what kind of the normal normally used to. I know, but we don't look like breaking through their game, their their defensive line. They're going through ours a lot, a lot. I'm sure the stats will show it afterwards that even the line breaks they made is incredible. Plus, we made a mistake. They scored from their own goal line, practically from an overthrown 22. In their own 22, we had a bad kick out, and they scored from that as well. Yeah, but then I'll counter with they get a, a scrum on our five meter, and they get pushed right back out to the 22. Yeah, yeah, and that, you know, that's, like, but look, that's that's right at half time where you know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, no, uh, maybe no. we'll come on back into it, but I have my doubts. Yeah, fair enough. And you know, like it, it happened. That was early on in the game. As the game has gone on, Connacht have slowly been fixing their problems. You know, like that was at thirty minutes, not at half time. Yeah, you're yeah. Still, like you're still in the heart of the half. Well, I suppose, yeah, the fact that they didn't give away a try when they were on their own five-metre line with uh, time almost up at half-time was a hell of a, a thing to do and then almost came away with it. You know, of course, the other big news that I have is Mac Hansen's gone off injured and it looks like his either ankle or calf, one or the other. Hopefully, it's not too bad, but it, it looked terrible because he pulled up out of nowhere. Yeah, he did. he was definitely getting, um, after after the try, he was he was getting a bit of deep heat or something put onto his calf. I, I do think it was his calf, just the way he did pull up. So hopefully it's not too bad, because he's, yeah. he's a massive loss. Yeah, his Porty's done. Porty's done well since come on, but we're definitely missing that bit of fear in the opposition defence. <laughs> okay, full time. 
Connacht 5, Bordeaux 41. We believe that is the most points a French team has ever scored in the sports ground, Danny. And they deserved it. They were brilliant. Yeah, they really did. They, like, they really, really... Like, they were scoring for fun at the end. You know, or, sorry, not the end, in just throughout the game, when, when they, they, they turned it on, scored a couple of tries, and then they kind of coasted after that. Very frustrating to watch. Like, just... Yeah, we're not at this level. That's, you know, we're just not at this level. It's as simple as that. We didn't have the power in the pack. We didn't have the ability to move the ball at the same way that they were able to move it. No, I think I think we, we, we had the ability to move it, move the ball. Like, there was some... But not, not with any... There was no cutting edge at any point. But that's, that's what I was getting to. It was a case that, like, we were moving the ball, but when it got to the wings... No, 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 I'm not talking about the wings. I'm talking about we never look like breaking the gun. You can talk about the wings, and okay, we don't maybe, have maybe, it. No, maybe not clear, clean breaks, but we were getting over the gain line. And then when it got to the wing, when you need someone to really I know, cut but you can't, do, it can't just be the wings. No, you have to be able to make breaks during the, in the middle of the field as well, and that never looked like happening. No, that was never going to happen because they were their their defense was rock solid, and yeah. our, we had a huge issue with our pillars. That 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 whole pillar eight B defense kind of. Yeah, I'm not talking about defence now. I'm talking about our attack never looked like we were ever opening them up. Right. Maybe at the very right. start of the game, we threw the ball wide a couple of times. But other than that, it My wasn't point was, there. they were doing it, but their defence was better. Their AB, they, they looked like, like a really solid... Uh, everyone's they, on they, the same they, page. There must, be, there must be 200 fans over there in the main stand, and they've all gone over, they're all bouncing around. They're winning... Like what a matter of what respect they're showing Connacht to be this excited about beating Connacht like this and to be so excited about it and it's you know that's very interesting from a an Irish point of view to watch a French top top French side being this excited about beating Connacht but we're so far off the pace it's just not funny but anyway it is what it is we'll uh, we'll take a break and hear the post match press conference. Dave, uh, we're, you're about to get going and leave the sports ground. It's a tough evening for you. It's been a tough couple of days as well. Like if you add in the Leinster defeat, two very different games, but uh, it's, a, it's one of those difficult points in the season, I'd say, for the whole group. Yeah, um, that was really disappointing. I thought we were um, off the pace a bit tonight and uh, they were by far the better team. Um, we spoke about being one step ahead of them all week and we didn't deliver on that. So it's disappointing. It's always two teams in these stories. You, you work all week on your half of it, but they obviously came with some sort of energy. That did you expect it? Was it more than you expected? Um, no, we knew, look, we knew they were a quality team, um, and we knew they were going to play, especially playing against the wind in the first half. But um, we, look, we just looked flat, flat out there. Uh, it wasn't good enough. Where can you? Can you regroup? Like, what's going to be the focus next week? Is it is it all going to be on the mental side, or is there a lot of technical stuff that you feel just wasn't functioning today? Um, there was a few technical things. Look, the line out can be better. That's on me. Um, maybe we could play a bit smarter at times in the first half, um, and then yeah, mentally we'll, we'll just regather ourselves. It's. Uh, massive massive game for us next week over in Saracens and um, yeah we can't go in field sorry for ourselves Pete was saying there that you know before the game he felt 
just having this game coming up six days was no harm after Leinster, but now after the game you can look in hindsight and wonder if you needed another day. How much of a blow was that Leinster defeat the way it happened and do you think it had any effect on the prep this week? Oh, look, it was a massive blow. Um, it was a gut-wrenching defeat. And, uh, but no, I don't think I don't think the six-day turnaround had any impact. I felt like we were in a really good space before the game. Uh, we had a really good training week. Um, we got through everything we needed to get through. Um, and I just think... Us, we, as players, we, we didn't really deliver today, so uh, nothing to do with the short turnaround. Just final one for me. What's just for people at home? What's next for you? Like when are you back in, and and when do you get that first chance to get out in the training field again? Uh, we're back in on Monday morning, um, and yeah, we'll be straight back into it. Right, Pete. Uh, does the size of that scoreline defeat like make it a little bit worse than just the defeat? I don't think the size of the scoreline. I mean, you never want the, the game to get away from you, which it absolutely did. So, um, you know, of course you don't want it to get to that stage. But I think it was more the type of performance that disappointed me more so than the scoreline. And particularly in the first half, like, there were errors in the second half. But I just felt like we were a step behind Bordeaux for, for the first half. And you could see that in how we attacked. You could see uh, how we defended, how we reacted to turnover ball. You could see it in our kick chase. I just think we're one step behind them. And, and what that did was give them the opportunity to build belief. And I think a French team coming to Galway in, in midwinter, you know, I think they can come here. Even the good teams are wondering which way it's going to go. But when you give them that sort of foothold in the game, they start to get that confidence. And, and they're too good a team not to, not to play on the back of that platform. They um, led 12-5 at halftime. You had a good turnover towards the end of the half that maybe changed a little bit of momentum. What did you say at halftime? What didn't happen after halftime that you wanted that? Well, we, we acknowledged there was some frustration. I think we started the game really brightly and, and those couple of sets of attack, uh, which we didn't get the points from. Um, but I think the quality of that attack uh, you know, gave us real confidence. But then there was a frustration in not turning that into, into points of some sort. So I think from there we acknowledged that you know, we'd had a good moment in the game, that we showed we could, um, we could do some damage against them. Uh, we acknowledged that 12-5 were still very much in it. Um, but we also acknowledge that we've given them too much of a foothold in terms of, um, in, in terms of, as I said, just being very reactive to the play. I think you could see it when Bordeaux got their offloading game going. You know, we'd see an offload and then we'd scamper after to try and shut it down. Whereas, really, if you're one step ahead, you're up in that space and you're, you're catching that that offload receiving player man and ball. And um, it was just very reactive. Same thing, we'd win a turnover and, and we'd look to to counter attack off that. We we're incredibly dangerous against Leinster last week off that sort of ball. Uh, but we weren't set, we weren't in position and ready to go. And I don't think that's a lack of effort. Uh, I just think it's a lack of that sharpness and ability just to be in the moment and uh, and try and be one step ahead of the opposition. And, uh, you know, we failed to do that. And, um, you know, on the back of that, they, they were able to accumulate more and more points second half. What made you change the front row so at halftime earlier than usual? Yeah, it was earlier than usual. I, I, and it's certainly not hanging the blame on, uh, on Finley or Dennis. But, um, you know, in keeping with that theme of needing a spark and needing to be one step ahead of the opposition, um, you know, there were, there were two of the positions and they certainly weren't alone, but two of the positions where I thought we could get some fresh legs and, and try and kickstart some momentum up front. And, um, you know, they did some good things in the game around the scrum and, and in other areas. Uh, but we thought we could kickstart kick the energy and kickstart that sort of mental sharpness um, you know, in the front row and see if that, that flowed through to the rest of the team. But uh, as I said, there were some moments we had our patches in the second half, but, but not enough consistent quality to, to really get ourselves back in the game. Uh, you tried Carl Ford at 13. How do you think that went? 
I, I thought pretty good overall. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll pour over the, um, the the tape in more detail. I think uh, you know, I just think the way we were playing probably didn't give him as much ball as we would have liked to to give him real opportunity there. But I certainly don't think he looked out of place attacking or defensively. Um, you know, we're in a, a fortunate position in terms of the centres we've got. Obviously, Fordy's had a, a great start to the season at twelve. Bundy coming back in for him to get eighty minutes was, was massive and um, maybe not expected. Um, and then we've got Davy Hawkshaw, Tom Farrell, Tom Daly, you know, a whole bunch of guys sort of floating around that. Byron Alston, who's obviously got, got some time at 13 as well. So we've got lots of options there. And um, I think that was the right one for this, this week. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll look at it in more detail. And can you give us any update on Mac? Uh, it was a foot injury. And, and that's, the, um, that's the extent of all I know at this point. So, um, you know, they'll be assessing him as we speak. And, and, you know, probably the first thing is to see, is it a recurrence of, of what he had at the back end of that World Cup campaign or is it something fresh? So, um, you know, I'll, I'll get the verdict on that and, and we'll find out probably in the next 48 hours whether that needs scanning or, or whether it's something that will sort of freshen up and, and come good. So, yeah, we'll let you know as soon as, as soon as we find out. How will you turn this around now with Saracens? It's going to be tougher. Well, it's going to be tough in a different way. I, I think, you know, the, the quality that Bordeaux brought, we, we knew this was going to be, um, you know, a really big challenge. I think to go away to Saracens, I mean, the European pedigree they have, the internationals across the board, um, you know, I don't want to sound too excited too soon because we've got to process this defeat and we've got to get a lot better on the back of it. Um, but in terms of incentive of what lies ahead and in terms of having a full week to prepare and put the bits in place around selection, around game planning, around training, um, you know, we, we couldn't wish for a better scenario. So, look, we're not at that stage yet, at, um, you know, but we've got to work through this review and, and we'll have to be pretty blunt with the players and with each other on Monday around what we could and should have done better. Um, but, you know, what a carrot at the end of the week to go away to Saracens and, um, and you know, see what, see what we can do to them. How much of it is mental and physical when you look at the difference between the two sides then, or, or the reason why you lost by so much to the season? I think, um, you know, I think certainly in terms of the outcomes and, and the behaviours you see on the field, you know, they're, they're certainly physical. I, I think it's, you know, it's probably a bit of an unknown, but the the shaping of the mindset coming in, like for us to have a, you know, a home game against a travelling French team, um, you know, it's not easy travel coming from, from Bordeaux to Galway. We've done it the other way around in, in previous seasons. Um you know, decent winter's nights, certainly the build-up to the game. All of these things sort of shape mindset, and you hope would shape them in our favour with that home advantage. And uh, as I said, but when you, when you give the team that access to the game and allow them to play on the front foot um, and, and not really capitalise on our opportunities to play on the front foot, I, I think it does breed belief in the opposition. And it can also breed a, a, a little bit of doubt in ourselves as well in terms of thinking, do we need to force a pass or do we need to run a bit more or... You, know, you start to question what you're doing. So I, th- I think that mental side is huge. Um, you know, and, and it's a little bit chicken and egg. They probably bounce off each other in terms of the outcome. But as I said, on both fronts, we weren't, weren't good enough tonight. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it, if, it, if it was that easy. I, I, I think um, you know, the, the, the boys, obviously, on turnovers are dangerous. You, you know, or, 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 uh, or, or attack off, off turnovers certainly is dangerous. And there's a lot of pace as people that are comfortable on the ball. And, and I think sometimes maybe it looks a little bit easier than it is. Um, I do think you know that first uh, ten minutes was was really really important for us. You know, not to concede, to show uh, a lot of resilience, a lot of character in that period. And then it's difficult, you know, when when a team is is um, is attacking, 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 and then you know all of a sudden to flick that switch and and and, and uh, turn into defence. So I, I, I thought we um, I thought we did that well. Um, you know, I thought we we, we scored quickly, and, and uh, it's difficult for them to regain their their defensive shape. Um, you know, there's a lot of credit. 
due to the players to see the space and and uh, and play the space quickly. Um, you know, obviously we've got some good finishers in there as well. Um, Damian turned provider today for uh, for Roman, which was uh, which was uh, good to see. So yeah, o o overall I I think um, we scored at good times uh, straight after half time. First first entrance into the twenty two, really good try um, for uh, for Pablo Alberti and. Uh, yeah, then from there, I think it's difficult for Connacht. They've got to chase the game. Uh, when you're chasing the game, particularly in conditions a little bit difficult against a team that you know if you turn over the ball, you're going to be in a little bit of trouble. It, it kind of adds up to what it added up to. We heard the voices of Dave Heffernan, Pete Wilkins, and a very happy Noel McNamara from the Bordeaux team. Rob, that is the worst display I've seen Connacht give in years. Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. I mean, I was trying to, because we were going through stats to see about score lines, but like, you only have to go back two years for Leinster to be beating us by a point more here at the ground, so it does happen against. Never Cardinals. against the French side. Yeah, but like, you know, you know what I've been saying for the last few years? There's eight or ten sides in European rugby that are just such a cut above us that. Um, yeah, but we were meant to be getting past that now. That's what Mac Hansen's been saying. That's what uh, Prendergast has been saying. That we can't be expecting. They came out. Their their warm up was one of the best warm ups I've ever seen a French team do. Did you see even the halftime when the subs uh, subs yeah. come back on and the subs are holding tackle bags for the guys coming back on to hit? Like absolutely going to do zero, I'd say, physiologically or sports science wise for a player, but psychologically, it just shows how committed and group uh, how much of a good group they are. I was I was pretty impressed with them. You saw more of oh, the yeah. warm up, but yeah. I oh, listened to crowd were cheering him at the end. But here, here's my point. I was trying to say this last week. Like they say, they want to be at that level of those ten teams and competing with them, and you know. We watched them against the Stormers last year in the semi-final of the competition that we're in, one of the best teams, one of those 10 teams. And they were close. They weren't far off. They played really, really well. So what I saw last week really annoyed me because at the end of the day, Leinster made 14 changes. A few people were on to me on Twitter just going, what are you on about? Like, this was a second-string Leinster team last year, last week. They were bossing us. They were showing. You know, players yeah, moved around. Absolutely. And I think that was an alarm bells were ringing for me there. Mm -hmm. And then when you meet the full force of a brunt French international slash top class French side and then it's just the way it fell apart so yeah lots of really worrying signs like the discipline was a problem the last few weeks I think consistency accuracy in you go Dave I'll get you on one thing and that is the Leinster second team I think the Leinster second team is much right, no, more no 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 I, I don't even want to go down I don't even yeah, want to go down discuss, that route can we discuss no. this afterwards yeah yes. we can discuss that afterwards what I want to hear is what you were saying because you had the ref mic you must have had the ref mic as well yeah. what were you telling me there just beforehand it was mute. There was nothing. The best all you could hear was the French fans singing. Uh, Dixon wasn't saying very much. There was very little intervention. There was a couple of interventions from the touch judges. Uh, the one thing I learned today is Carl Dixon really doesn't like tied heads at all. It was quiet. It was mute. There was very little voices. You didn't hear Connacht voices. You heard a few Connacht voices. Where was the leadership? Where was the where was the anger? There was I, I know the same voices again. I heard them last week. I heard them week before. I heard them against Ulster. Those there are the same voices. You hear them all the time. We can we know who they are, but. They're not the guys that have the word C beside them. And I think that's prob that was problematic tonight. It doesn't matter when you malfunction kick into touch from a penalty, when you malfunction lineouts in key positions, when, when the systems start to break down, the morale breaks down. Dan? It, it, it's the systems. It was, before that had happened, they'd gone through us numerous times at the Rook. Then if, when they get a little break in the Rook, they go out wide. We had no answer. Too, it was too easy for them. Did. They knocked an awful lot of ball and we were hitting them hard and then we did something utterly, we, we, the kicking was hugely important. The first try comes from a really bad kick. The second try comes from a kick where we have a, no, no. We have first, a scrum advantage. 
The first try comes from a badly thrown line-out. In the 22 when Connacht were attacking after seven good solid minutes of rugby. And what I want, and my, my issue is, and it's the same as last week, last week we had a chance to kick three points. We didn't take it. We didn't do it again this week. Our first three wins of the season came with us kicking points yes. at the start of the game. What's happened? Yeah. The only difference that we, that if we kick those three points at the start, we lose 8-41. We don't, no, it doesn't no, change. No, 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 no it does. It it, yes, it's look the at, tone. Look at how it's the so, tone. No, 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 so, so you're, you're talking about a tone. This, 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 this completely, our whole systems fell apart. Yeah, they I, tore through us. Whether we kicked those points or not, they tore through us like I we weren't you. even there. But Danny, our attitude is wrong. Our attitude. Just hang on, let me talk for a sec, right? Our attitude is wrong when we're not going for the three points. We're not playing cup rugby, smart rugby, winning rugby. That's what I feel. And, and remember what the three points we were talking about last week was before half time. You have a choice, it's the last play. It's a different thing in momentum. I loved the way Luku, at tw- 19 points up, I loved the attitude of this Bordeaux team. They went. Right, instead of faffing about, we have the five points on the board, let's go four scores clear. That is professional, you heard it from McNamara after, this is a well-coached group. So just let Danny back in there, because he was making a point and I cut across him. Like this, I know what you're saying about systems, but I think our system needs to be built on, can we build the points, can we respect the fact that these guys are more expensive squad than us, they're a much better quality squad from us, I'll take three points every time they're there, and we'll see what comes from that. Of course it wouldn't have mattered based on the way we played, but... But the, the, the thing about you know taking those three points, first of all, you actually have to kick them because how many times do we go to the corner and then mess up the line out? But you know, the, you, you don't guarantee it. Also, then you get the ball back in your own half. We were having we we're having a terrible time clearing from our own half yeah. off kickoffs. So again, that's bringing more pressure on us. So when we do get a chance, we need to go for the higher points to try and get the try. What? Like I'm asking you guys. I'll start with Danny. Like, what do you think's gone wrong in the last couple of weeks? Like, as best as you can tell. What? Like, is it? Like, what do you think's gone wrong? Just let Danny in for a sec, because I'm just asking him, and then pop in Dave. This one is just. We were completely and utterly outclassed. Mm. Like. That, that's the only way I can see that. It's like, it's just point, yeah. seriously outclassed. And I'll, I'm going to pick on our, the scrum half, out half. They looked miles ahead of our guys. Well, they are and, and I, but that, but at they, the same they, time, they, they will be the They will be the starting French team well, for the Six Nations. Class. Class. They will. We're, we're at home. <laughs> it's a horrible, wet, windy December night. Like, Blady's grown up here, and, you know, he wasn't able to kind of put any pressure on Luca. Luke, or Luku. Luke, he looked so comfortable on the ball. Yeah. Every time he got it, he looked like he had hours on the ball. Yeah. Actually, he took one ball from the back of a line where he was able to turn and pass off his other hand. He had so much <laughs> I time. Um, I was looking at it going, what? Did you see Jalibert's uh, Gary Owen in the, was that in the first half? half? That was one of the best Gary Owens I've seen since Eric Elwood was kicking them here. Like, yeah. it was... So I actually had to look underneath. You know the huge stand in the ground thing? I had to look underneath it to see how high that went. I've never seen a kick yeah, there. Yeah. And it led to a knock-on off porch. It was that level of execution focus. Like, yeah, but Danny's just said it. We were outclassed in every department. And we've made more mistakes in that game than we've probably made all season. Yeah, I think there are issues. I think we have to... We, we, we're, we're going to blame the players because they're the most obvious but I think it's more than that I think I think there were selection issues I think there is a I think we have a we have forgotten we have a very raw coaching ticket and I don't think they know what it's like to, to when it goes hilariously wrong as a collective they've all 
been in coaching positions where things have gone hilariously wrong, but they've had other people around them. Uh, I'm not, I can't remember who Fardy coached with, but Mull had, had Pat Lamb, uh, Pete Wilkins had Andy Friend, to bail them out to be the senior guy. Now it's their role to be the senior guys, and you're thinking, oh, this is your first crisis, and it's come very, it's come very early in your tenure. Now we'll get to see, now we get to see how good these guys are as a coaching ticket. There, I'm more, I, don't know. I can't. I don't want to go around. There was. Is there issues with certain players that there are a lot of players who played a lot of match time in the last two years who seem to be very much on the outside looking in at the moment. I think we have a fantastic fifteen who didn't play, and not all of that was down to injury. I was about to say that. I was just about to say Oshin Jan and Jared Butler. Paul Boyle off the bench last week was outstanding. Connor Oliver, I'd start to be honest at at the moment, just a little bit more together than Hurley Langton. I'm not sure Jansen's done enough so far for my liking. Uh, Sean O'Brien has been brilliant. I bring him in. Tom Farrell. I mean, Bondiaki and Tom Farrell are are there are two. Like, uh, Carl Ford is a man of the future. You, we put him at 13. It didn't work today. I think it was a mess. But, like, that was just He's my never thing. played there before. Of course. And it's a crazy thing to do against Saracens. Do it against Flip and Zebrae if you have to. No, disrespect to Zebrae because I've just disrespected them. So why do people say well, no? Just, well, you do because they are at the bottom yeah, of the league. So you, yeah, you play yeah. them in games that yeah. aren't as strong. But the, the, so I'll come back into one that I'm going to throw out there. The last time we played that badly on the Field was against Benetton in the round of 16 last year, and a certain oh, yeah. Mr. Bundyaki was, was playing that game. But there's a there's, there's something missing. Is it whether the other players are expecting him to do things, mm. and so they stand That's off? A fair we point, don't really. have the fluidity when he's there that we have when Ford is playing. But 12. we beat Ulster with him in the quarterfinal, you know. So we won some big games as well. But I, I, I we don't have the consistent fluidity. I think yes. we sometimes have a spark. But look at when Hansen went off, it sucked the life oh, out of the game. Yeah. So do we do we have a duty on this podcast right now to kind of nearly just go wait, just breathe for a second, and next week's going to be horrible. It's going oh, to be yeah. absolutely yeah, horrible. Not necessarily. I'm going to stay. This now, this is a thing. Everybody expects it. I mean, we all yeah. kind of know. Well, everybody's that. expecting if, it. To if, be if, if it goes, if it goes the way that the form line is going, first of all, Saracens aren't particularly good at the moment, so we have to throw that caveat. Out. But you're expecting Saracens at home on their pitch with the way we're playing right now and the way they play when they are good. They should put fifty points on us. But this is conduct. We could easily yeah, go there. We've and done that before. We've done it now. Yeah. It's in England, so that's another. You can add probably another twenty points onto Jesus. that as well. Dave, Dave, in the in the you you started this sentence with. Hang on, I just want to make but a case for Connacht. Your, logic, your logical tells you in England against Saracens, this could be even worse than tonight. But when have we ever been logical? Logical shouldn't have been a forty-one-five. Logical, you don't throw away. You don't do what you did last week as well. We are not a logical team. The problem is, is that we need to be much more logical. Leinster are incredibly logical. Bordeaux were outstandingly logical. Um, oh, they, they're very good. They're they were outstanding. Oh, they're very good. They could win the competition, obviously. Yeah. Here's the thing. They're eighth in the league at the moment. What, how good are the other seven oh, teams? Uh, yeah, but it's, you know, you, I don't think you can. It's, it's the World Cup year. It's, it's all sorts of rubbish going on. This competition as well doesn't have any of the back and forth like it used to, right? No. So so this is the, you have one-off games like this, yes. and it's a one-off game in a competition where you could still we could still qualify. Hard to believe. That's a flaw. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, we've got the Blue Bills, and we, we don't have to play them, thank God. Yeah. Just, just on that, like I, I, I really hope that they go back to some kind of the way it used to be. Maybe people say I'm being a bit too, uh, what is it, sentimental? I don't know, but for me, it doesn't work. Uh, like the idea that you know we play Bordeaux once and that's it. Just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. No, it doesn't. And to it, be in the same pool as Bulls and we won't play them, it's nonsense. I was hoping though what you were saying is I hope the Connacht management team go back to what it used to be. Because like, let's finish on this, lads. Because we'll, we'll do our previews. But like, like and go to. 
to you, Danny, and then Dave. But like, is there is there back to basics that we can find here? Because I feel this is a that's exactly thing. what I was the point I was yeah, going to make. We need to stop and How do we go come back to basics and go okay. They've been trying a certain number of things, and as yeah. the season has gone on, they started pretty well. But as it's gone on, they've, they've gone away from it, and now they're missing basic tackles. Mm-hmm. They're missing simple tackles. Mm-hmm. You're sort of going, okay, let's reset. They're professionals. Let's stop, reset, and go, okay, let's get the basics right. That's yeah. what Warren Gatlin does. Look what Warren Gatlin can do with a, a very limited Welsh team and still yeah. manage to get them to where they get to. Yeah. Go back and say, okay, let's come back and do some basics, clean out some things, because... At the moment, the, the, the trend has been down, downwards, since sharks. probably before the Sharks, Edinburgh. We didn't play well against the Sharks. The Sharks were played worser than us. Yeah, you yeah, can put yeah. that in. And Edinburgh, Edinburgh wasn't great either. And, and so since the last that, that game, and we've sort of started to, to hit some, some skids. So whether the stuff that they've done earlier in the season has started to wear off, I don't know, but it needs a, some sort of reset I love that though from you though I, I think reset because like Danny you've played club rugby I don't, you haven't played club rugby Alan has like I've, I'm, I'm following there you did too uh, I, like, I've, I'm following Ballon Robe in the league doing some commentaries for the club it's great crack but like one thing I notice is at that level and you'll appreciate this that's how you get a group of rugby players to kind of you say right what's our two lineups that we know we go to what's our two scrums that we know Connacht actually have to do that maybe it's seven for Connacht but they, they kind of need to strip it back would you agree Yes, um, and especially if we're having if we're having trouble in the lineout, I don't understand why not drop down to four man. There you go. Beat them on the ground. Maybe maybe I'm, maybe I'm being too 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 simplistic, but I feel like we've we've got guys there that are so quick at getting up that we should be you should be winning your own ball at four with with a four man and beating the other team with pure speed. Yeah. You know if if they want to set set up at two, you go at four. Yeah. You know, they set up with you at four, run them forward. They can't match you unless they're unbelievable, unbelievably. Um, they've done so much homework that they they know exactly what you're doing. But you 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 need to. We need to be back in uh, half. Dylan Tony Martin, uh, McElroy. There are guys. Yes, but we like metaphorically. Yeah, but we we need to we need to be giving them some some kind of confidence with the the lineout because it's a huge huge worry. Like, and for me as a forward, you go right. We need to get the set piece for the backs. The backs then get confidence because they've got go forward ball. It all kind of helps it yeah, together. Like, like the worst point of that entire game was the tap and go. That was the worst point of the entire game. Why are we doing it? We've just got a penalty and scrum. Then we do it, and we don't know what we're doing, and we just ran into a. I know. I, 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 from what I could see, there was a miscommunication about when the ball You're was coming back. Okay, well, let me it's say one of those things. Well, that's yeah. one, one last. If, if I was to pick one kind of coach from our past that I'd like in the dressing room this week, just for one week only, it'd be Eric Elwood. Because Easy. I think if there's one thing that Elwood brought, because I was thinking about this today, like, uh, you know, I was saying to Joe, look, Champions Cup rugby, every time we have it, we appreciate it. We know what it was like. We waited years for it. And it was Elwood who, who, who led us in that first year. And he made us competitive when no one gave us a chance. And we lost five games. I mean, mother of God. But we Do you know who scored the first try against us ever in the Champions Cup? No. Carl Dixon. No way. What a stat. What a stat. Anyways, I just, I'd like to... I, like, I'm obviously I'm not speaking literally. I'm, I'm just kind of saying that kind of mentality is what we need to... You picked the one coach. The one coach in the past is actually here. Yeah, but he's so. not literally. He's not part of the current senior coaching team. I know, I know but, I mean, uh, uh, Mark he Sexton is. Was, was mentioning him there. He, he, you, 
Yeah. I, I've been up here early well, for some of the thing, yeah. and, and he is involved. Now he's involved a uh, step below, in, in, what but I'm he's still about there. Here, like, is 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 him walking into dressing, and like he could easily do it. And I think they need, but it's not just Eric, but they need that kind of whatever spirit that was. They just, it's in them. It's not like they've never had it since then. They just need to, they need to dig back to that. I think I agree with everything you said. Get reset. Pick players in their best positions. Pick the player that's most informed in that position. Don't mix and match. Put a bench out that you think can actually make an impact and is not just there to place numbers. Stop doing replacements by numbers. Until New Year's Day, play the guys who are playing best. Don't worry about rotation. Rotate after New Year's yeah. Day. Don't worry about news. They get like these that. next. Get these new. These new. If Saracens is gone, then you. I hate to say it, but the way the competition is now, beat Bristol, you've got a chance. We have a huge problem at nine simply because we don't have the depth. Colin Riley been out for three months. I mean, Mikey McDonald. What was he supposed to do? It's his first ever time playing. His first game. Yeah, player nine five six. Well, the one problem with you know uh, picking the best players. They, that's what they seem to be saying to us. So we don't see what's going on on the training pitch. They keep saying that we're, wow. we're picking the best players, but yeah. like you know, you're going into it, you're looking at that centre partnership. Ford's been playing so well. How do you drop him? Then you got Bundy coming back in, World Player of the Year nominee. Yeah. So you know, like it, he was good today. I, I agree with Alan though. There there could be more than just last year at times Bundy didn't play well. So that was part of why he he didn't fit in. But I do think. Yeah, there could be a Chem- the chemistry. There's a chemistry issue, I think. There's some sort of chemistry issue that's just sure, there. I mean, chemistry isn't helped by some guy kicking the ball dead like JJ Hanron did. Chemistry isn't helped by a knock on, you know, as no, in. No, or, or young Andrew Smith kicking the ball straight back down, guy in the terrible clearance. Another one where. That's the one I'm talking about. That's where there was a, pe- there was a scrum advantage and he yeah. kicks the ball away. And yeah, you're yeah. thinking, but that's a guy coming from sevens. They don't, mm. they don't scrum in sevens. Look. If you're at home and you're feeling down, everyone has a bad day at work. They just had a bad day. And I think that's summed up with Hef's interview. Yes. He completely destroyed. You know. And, and fair play to him for coming up. Yeah, because that's two weeks in a row. Because last week he had to go and doing it with the clan down in the clan bar and the clan stand bar. And you're thinking that that shows. And I do think they a have, lot of credit to them. By the way, they have to, we have to ask for players, and they have to they have to come out. They don't have to, but I think it's our duty to go through those interviews. Because I sit through those interviews sometimes, and you're just thinking to yourself, "Oh, Jesus, should we even bother to dragging them up?" But like, I think everyone, I think that was the most important player interview that's been done this season. Yes. I think personally, I, I think they, they they do have to. Whether you you know you're you're you win lose or draw, we you win lose or that, oh, they yeah. they need to come out yeah. and show. Now you know it, maybe it's not going to—it's not the greatest interview in the world, but for me, it just shows you know. It shows me, how much he's hurting. Yeah, that's yeah. and it, it it makes me feel like you know okay they do care. Yeah, of course they care. No, yeah. no, no, but I mean it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you get a loss like that. A lot of players go. Oh, just being chronic players in the past and teams, and I we've been following this interview. <laughs> oh, <for training. laughs> okay. Did not care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At times, just being, oh, there, was, there was one guy come out, out to in the defeat in Tommy. We stopped the podcast to discuss this. To find out more, listen to. Yeah, on yeah, basically, pay a fiver and I'll tell you five or six of them. Never mind. Yeah, we'll have more for you during the week, folks, as um, we pay this up because yeah, it's gone a bit longer than I thought. Patreon.com forward slash Craggy Rugby. Do you know how cheap it is? It's dearer to go up and down in du- Dublin in tolls. And here's what I was thinking about this last day. If you went into Dublin, took the Enfield route, right? Put our podcast on for the extra 10 minutes it takes you. Save the money, give it to us, enjoy the podcast. Find out. Mad stats. All right. Thanks, folks. If you don't, there are other routes to Dublin that do not involve Enfield. Loose, cut it loose. Break.
make out Or nothing changes Sad and confused Don't wait until 